It's nice. We're being mean today. We are being mean today. You've been mean all day. All right. I'll let's get up a notch. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. I hear you loud and clear. I'm glad that you turn hear me. it on. I get you. We're on already. So no, I mean, turn on the main. Okay. Yeah. All right. Turn Bruce on the Banner, main, just, main machine. Just keep it low key. Okay. <laughs> so we had, we had some questions from Fievel before we begin, which he did not want on air, but Tyson insisted. So <laughs> I demanded it. Well, so long as we're demanding things, I mean. So Fievel decided to take the path where he gets evolution points. And, you know, I, I've kind of got, I have quite a bit now that I can spend in one area. Do you? I was wondering <laughs> how, how big is like the biggest mouse folk? Because like, I, I was wondering if I changed my size from small all the way to I mean, as big as I can get, how big would that mouse folk be? <laughs> okay. Remember your Drake still has to carry you. Let me, I don't think, I don't think he can make himself that big. And if he can, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but no, I mean, so, so let me rephrase this and make sure I understand what you're asking. You're asking how big all mouse folk are, are small in size in terms of the size category. You're asking what the absolute extent to that size is. Yeah, like I made my Drake the max size it could be, and I'm kind of like wondering what a gargantuan mouse folk would be, I guess. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to request that we take a time out for a second because Katie's no, boiling no. an artichoke because I definitely want to follow this train of thought. I definitely don't want the bubbling in the background to affect how seriously I take this question. Oh, no, your mind's bubbling, you know? My mind's that, bubbling? Yeah, that's the sound effect. It's that is not what's happening to my mind right now. It's just a, just a wave of disappointment and confusion, really. That's how I wake up every morning. Where am I? Why am I disappointed and confused? So you know how I turned my Drake from, like... He was like medium size and I made him like gargantuan. I was wondering, is that possible to do to a mouse folk? Because I've accumulated quite a bit of points now and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, tired of being picked on, tired of being the small guy. You feel like That's you're not picked why on. I pick on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not many jokes made are size jokes, first of all. Second no, of all, size jokes made. Dapple dog over there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's here's what I just want to clarify something. You made your Drake huge, not gargantuan. Or huge, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Big difference. Because there's a massive difference. <laughs> a gargantuan difference. Second, you're asking if you can make yourself huge. I mean, I I know I can, but I'm just testing the waters <laughs> with my DM. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, Phil. I don't love it. <laughs> I don't love it. I mean, look, you can you do you. All right. Um. If, if your class allows you to change your size and they didn't put a restriction on whatever size you can be, then technically, yes, you can make yourself huge. I just fear that your your Drake won't be able to hold you up if you're huge. And you're not going to be able to go in places. Yeah, you're not going to be able to fit through doorways. You know, we're already walking the line bringing a mouse folk. Okay. Let's <laughs> go one size category up. Yeah, you why not just be medium? Just like the rest of them? No. Just like the rest of them. You'd be the tallest mouse folk ever. Yeah. Like, like oh. the tallest mouse folk in existence was like four feet tall. By being medium, you'd be like five and a half feet tall, and you'd be a giant to them. Yeah. Even Ria would look up to you. Well, you ever met up that chick in? Oh, she would, she would want your babies. 
Okay, he's simmer. I don't know about that. <laughs> You're right. What would Penelope think? My girl. Is that her Penel- name? Penelope is not her name. So, <laughs> minus a thousand experience points. For <laughs> My hope there is to go. subtract so many experience points that he just can't level to the point where he can make himself huge. <laughs> Backtrack. Um, look, man, I mean, you know that I'm very, very lenient with what I allow you guys to do. You showed up and said, Noah, I've got four arms, and I let you run with it. You showed up and you said, Noah, I've got four arms and wings, and I allowed it. And now you're asking me if you can be huge, and I'm just thinking, how realistic is that? Medium? Sure. I'd, even, I'd say large, probably, but huge? Gargantuan? It was all the salted pork on the trip. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not the salted pork. That explains it's the evolution it. points. Does. It's the eugenics <laughs> game that you're playing with yourself, Fievel. Okay. Hear me okay. out, Noah. Compromise. He makes himself large, but he makes something else huge. What do we Wait. think about that? <laughs> Are you, you're saying he makes a part of his body huge? Yes. Yeah, I'm not one, one part. to go down this road. And I, hey. and I know exactly where you're taking it. Absolutely not. <laughs> I can be like Morty <laughs> in that one episode where he has that giant arm. I could just beat the oh, shit yeah. out of both my giant arms. You and I both know Tyson wasn't talking about making your arm big. <laughs> no, no. Literally. That's exactly where I was going. Look, I, yeah. You're dangling I, on the ground, man. <laughs> I would think it would make sense that you can increase your size to medium or to large. I'm not sure that it makes sense that you'd be huge. And I think that... That's probably a, that's probably a good line in the sand to draw. I think that's respectful. Why are you always nerfing me? Yeah, nerfing <laughs> him. Jesus. Rogar died, and Tyson lost his vision. And you think I'm nerfing you? I was also pregnant <laughs> for a whole season. Yeah, dude, I kneecap Tyson all the consistently. Time. <laughs> it's legitimately my favorite game. <laughs> Shit. Josh is like, wait, what's, what's, t- what's taking so long for you to write season two, Noah? Oh, nothing, Josh. <laughs> so he was so long to write season three, Noah. Oh, nothing, Josh. <laughs> Just coming up with ways to. No, what, I think. What way haven't I mentally broke you yet, Josh? Oh, yeah, I think, I think large is, is fair, Fiable. Do you agree, or do you think that that's handicapping? No, no, that's fair. But hear me out on my other idea, because I could just go a different path here. What if Fievel grew two heads and the other head was Baxter? I love it. I, <laughs> I love it. I think you should go large. Yeah, I, th- I think and huge makes wait. more sense. No, dude, I don't, I don't know about a player character having two heads. I want Sab to voice the other head. <laughs> Okay, so never recording. Yeah, Jesus Christ. No, I, I... Does it say you can give yourself another head? I mean, I have access to whatever evolution points I can put on my beast, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but what, this head's just gonna all of a sudden spawn a whole new personality and identity? Like, wouldn't it just be... No, they're like identical points. Yeah, yeah! <laughs> of course! Is that what identical twins do? They just say, yeah, yeah, back to back. <laughs> Look, I, here's what I'm going to say. This is my final word on the matter, Fievel. Oh if, my god, if it's, please. If, if, <laughs> if the class of Beastmaster says that you can do it and they don't put restrictions on it, and when we went through it originally, we said that was fine, then that's fine. I just want you wow. to, now that I've given you the reins here, maybe implement some responsibility. <laughs> yeah, maybe use your brain a little bit. Or both of them. Because you might have two. That was a joke. You know what? I think I'll take the, the large path. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're large, you're the you're the size of Mazer. 
I'm, yeah, I'm down with that. All I'm missing is metal, yeah, metal parts in my body. And How big is large? Yeah. Large is like the size you are. It's like eight feet tall. <laughs> you can't be bigger than me. <laughs> I'm the biggest thing. All right, you're seven foot ten inches. Okay, so so is there anything you want to tell me before we begin this session, Fievel, or are you just going <laughs> to... Spring it um, on him. No, I mean, the rest, the rest are just like normal abilities. So okay. Fantastic. Well, we're going to start with level ups anyway, so... Uh, normal abilities. Cool. I have four tails. <laughs> I have four tails. I now use them as a whip. Um, <laughs> they do 1d4 each. There is a, a weapon called that. It's called the Cat of Nine Tails. It's like a corded yeah, metal whip, yeah. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dicey D20. My name is Noah, Dungeon Master, and I'm joined here by our players. We have Dabbledob Doppet. Dabbledob, how's it going? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Good to be back? Of course. Always. I got uh, some new things that I can't wait to share with people. Actually, they got an idea of it last time, mm-hmm. but... We're going to do the full level yeah, up on Valia yeah, this yeah. episode for sure. We're also joined by Gragrock. The destroyer, Greg Rock, how's it going? Feeling great. Feeling great. That's good. Yeah, you had a you had an interesting session last session. Some good some good brawls. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Feeling strong. Super strong. Super strong. That's yeah. good. We're also joined by Fievel Mazentrov. Fievel, how's it going, my mouse folk dude? Feeling large and in charge, you know. God damn it. <laughs> and we're also joined by Tyson McKay, the planeswalker extraordinaire. Tyson, what is up? Good. I can't remember if I'm still down or not, but I do remember I didn't get any XP and I was very pissed off about that. You did not get no, any I, XP. No, I poured a potion down your throat. You're up. Yeah, oh. yeah, you're mm. up. Yeah. Right. Okay, I kill everyone except for Gragrock. Try and thank God that potion is finally worth it. Well, hold up, because we're, we're going to get into what happens next in a moment. Last session that we left off with, does anyone want to give us a recap of, of what occurred for a, a toasty 650 experience points? I volunteer, Fievel. Same. Well, All right, Fievel, give us the recap. Well, it's like it was yesterday. The, uh, <laughs> I guess Gragrock and Dabbledob were already in the city. They were patiently awaiting nope. the arrival of... No, Jesus no. Christ. That is, <laughs> that is four episodes ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> do, you remember the, do you remember the crab monsters? Oh. Fievel just passed out for this entire fight. <laughs> Usually he likes to spend eight turns flying to combat and then engage, but this time he just decided not to show up at all. <laughs> yeah, do we want to try that again? Well, so as as we all know, we were down this deep, dark tunnel full of crab monsters. A, a vicious battle was going on. You know, Dabble Dob leading the pack got attacked first. Really surprised us all. Didn't really think there was anyone in there. I made it up, and they just believed me and came down this hole, so that was hilarious but then there ended up actually being crab monsters and i was quite frightened chomper wasn't there to save me no it was a very narrow tunnel yeah had the big war forge and the rest of the gang to watch my back so yeah we went through it decided to um go underwater there and follow the path to the other side where we encountered this monstrous crab thing i guess there was a bunch of like pods that had uh, eggs in it and i mean our go-to is to start frying them up, and that obviously wasn't a good idea because it awoke <laughs> this massive crab person. Uh, I mean, it was it was a wicked fight. He wasn't focused on me, so I loved it. I mean, he paralyzed some of my conjured animals, so I was kind of pissed, but for the most part, I think the battle went pretty well. 
Some people got paralyzed. Some people went down. We put on a good fight, and in the end, we were victorious. Fantastic. Well, yeah, we were. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, so, fantastic <laughs> recap. Thank you so much, Fievel. Uh, take your 650 experience points. You definitely <laughs> earned it. And uh, what I like to focus on next is level ups. We had, I think we had a whole round of level ups for everyone. So I'd like to, first of all, get, you know, what level we were at, any, any cool abilities that we'd like to, uh, to tell the fans about. That'd be fantastic. Want to start with you, Dabbledub? Yes. Yes, and I would love to. For, for everyone to hearing, listening at home, Dabbledub walked in today and presented four cleanly written character sheets and said, look what I did. And I, <laughs> God damn it. I got to say, I'm, yeah. I am impressed as fuck. It's a lot better than the than the scribbled notes on the like half page journal diary. They got the job done. Okay, you had like eight of them. You're constantly flipping through stuff. You never knew where anything was. No, but th- these do look very neat and tidy. Nice. So it must be very red ink. Red ink looks very good. Well, that's hot. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, red for passion and. Blood. Well, he's an yeah. evocation spellcaster. He likes to choose fire. So, so it yeah, makes sense. Fire is, fire is my go-to. Don't copy me. <laughs> Dude, he said he wasn't copying you. His first episode, he said, I'm Tyson, but better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's not copying. It's speedy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, what, would you like to tell us about your level up? Yeah, so I'm officially a level 14. Fantastic. I think I'm a uh, top dog in the squad. So. Is that correct? Can we fact check that? Is that top dog in the squad now? I'm getting a nod from Greg Rog. I've been maxed out for the episodes. <laughs> what now. a joke. Okay, we gotta start talking about how much XP we're doing. <laughs> 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 I got this cool thing called uh, Over Channel. Mm-hmm. So basically, any spell through one through five, I can max it out. Max the damage up. Yeah, yeah, max the damage. So that was what was really cool at the end of that slime tool fight, the giant lobster, was that you pointed cone of cold towards it, and you literally just absolutely chunks of lobster just falling off, destroyed it. Yeah, yeah, massive damage. And the best part was I was a level five, mm-hmm. so I think I did like seventy-two damage. That's craziness. Yeah, I, uh, and then you went down. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was down, <laughs> got up, and then I did something dope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Get your facts straight. <laughs> My bad. You're welcome. My bad, sorry. And, you know, the classic hit points bump up. Nice. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah. And new spells? Anything you want to tantalize, talk about? I haven't quite decided yet. It'll be a uh, future... Well, you got some time, you know, on yeah. the on the ship to study. You're a wizard, right? So you yeah. study your spells, right? Exactly. Pick them from your spell book. Lame. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> I'm Tyson. I just feel the air around me and decide what I'm going to use in the given moment. I just guess every time. I can use over channel on you and just one tap you. Oh. Well, I mean, it depends what you over channel. What if you over channel like a healing spell? He doesn't do that. Yeah, like I'll fucking do that. Come on, Uh, Greg Rock. You also leveled last session. I did. Yes. Would you like to tell tell the people about it? Sure, I can tell them a couple things. You You definitely should. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you're. Who are you holding out for? I don't know. Just you know, the surprise. You like being a little secretive. I do. Yeah. What level are we at now? Thirteen. No, no, level 12. Bottom of the pack. (laughs) (laughs) The struggle of a melee character when your DM kind of hands it XP based on kill ratio. Mm. And favoritism. It's nepotism. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, God. There's a man. Come on. But did you get anything cool for level 12? Not too much. I got the usual, uh, like, the feet or the ability score up. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, true. Level 12. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Did you choose ability scores or feats? Ability scores. Ability scores. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to max it out. Oh, I want to have the biggest adds to my rolls okay. as possible. So, did you already have five strength? No, this made it. This made matched it up. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Fievel, did we have a level up for yourself as well? I, I'd imagine, given your questions about sizes and making things bigger, that, uh, that we did. But what level are we at now, Fievel? 12 as well. Oh, I'm not the bottom. Weak. <laughs> That's sweet. So level 12, you got some more evolution points, I gather. Yeah, for Chomper's aspect, he's just getting more buffs, I guess. He has a uh, fast healing right now, so now every round he regenerates a certain amount of health, depending on the roll. Nice. I removed one of his heads as well. Okay, so... Three's too much. So, no, I think, I think I'm fine with two. So hold up. <laughs> Wait, what? Look, look, <laughs> you should gloss over that. I was reading a really interesting interesting article two days ago, three days ago, about D&D, &D, where it was, I was asking actually about a Warforged ability to swim, and, and people on Reddit were like, you know, it's a game of Dungeons and Dragons, like, you probably shouldn't breathe too much realism into it, but I was like, really? Because I think you should. Like, the guy's made of metal and stone. It'd be harder for him to keep himself afloat, right? That just kind of makes sense. Yeah, he doesn't have to breathe, but makes it harder to swim but now i'm in this situation field where it's like a, you've gotten rid of a head i don't know if it just magically disappears like is there just a limp dead head hanging off your drake right now no it shrunk back into the body screaming the whole time <laughs> God. and now there's just a little stump of it like like voldemort yeah. out of professor quirrell's head exactly That's yeah uh, yeah so 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 i guess it just assimilated the other head it just kind of the magic rescinded it into the body Chomper couldn't take Kazumbo anymore and he bit his head off. You know, that's just that's what happens. Okay. I don't know if that's I, I don't know if that's what we're going with. <laughs> I'm glad that you chose Kazumbo. He was the worst head. Yeah, I think you should have kept him. Actually, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kill the other one. I don't even know the name of. <laughs> See, Josh knows Kazumbo, the other one's Bowser. So sorry, we're, we're getting rid of uh, a head, is that what we're doing? Yeah. I got rid of a head so I could spend more points on that healing ability. Very, very ah. cool. Yeah. And anything else on your level up? As for Fievel, he's he's large now. <laughs> okay. See what other stuff he has. Yeah, more health, a couple more spell slots. I'm maxed out on like spells I can use for the level. Okay. Yeah, Fievel, being a large creature now, we're going to go with, you know, you're, you're seven, eight feet tall and... I mean, mice are pretty scrawny and you're mostly fur. I, I think a weight of like 180 to 200 pounds would make sense. Yeah. Fantastic. Sounds so good. you go a pound over 200, I'm going to call you fat. <laughs> <laughs> so just quick question. So we, we're getting out of this fight and he's just large now? Is it, we just have to accept he, that? He just um, comes out of the bottom of the ship and grown two sizes. You know how, uh, you know how Pokemon evolve? Yeah. It's something like that. <laughs> okay. the only way I could probably describe <laughs> oh, it. Oh god! Just this thrumming of energy. Just dun, you know, he's, dun, he's dun, changing dun. sizes. There's music playing in the background, bright lights, and then boom, he's massive and scary. Okay. You could do like a size per day, so it's not just like skyrocketed. Well, it's okay. Sure. But in the next two days, <laughs> you're going to grow to eight feet tall. That's way less weird. <laughs> <laughs> Tyson McKay, did, did we have a level up for you as well? Ah, uh, no. I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have known that, given that you were down. It's still just nice to hear it. Anyways. Yeah. That is close. Listen, right. I'm close. What level are you? I'm very close to 13, so not yeah. quite the last. Well, that's fantastic. Thanks so much, guys, for sharing your level ups with everyone. Do we have any questions, no comments? <laughs> Do we, have, do, we have, do we have any questions, comments, or concerns before we begin? 
Nope. Are we going to find out what this thing is? Find out what it is? Yeah. How would you How would you propose to do that? I don't know, to be fair. Mm. I think we extinct the species and then find out what it was. So <laughs> we'll play, we definitely need to annihilate from here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Ladies and okay. gentlemen, let's uh, pick up where we left off. The cavern, which you find yourselves in, heroes, is utterly silent. And the sole thing left to do is to destroy the remainder of the eggs which are in the cave. You guys destroyed it. <laughs> yeah, like we weren't going to do that already. <laughs> you guys did destroy a huge quantity of eggs. Are we, are we leaving that to Tyson, or is everyone just going around just absolutely destroying yeah, egg sacks? Yeah, I would arrest. I start eating as many eggs as I can. <laughs> okay, roll me a d20, please, Fievel. It's a constitution saving throw, so congratulations. <laughs> that was a 13 sound. Uh, not good enough. Fievel, you are poisoned. Uh, <laughs> uh. Uh, so for, um, for the next two hours, you have disadvantage on all your ability checks, saving throws, and uh, any other role, essentially, that's asked for attack or otherwise. Oh, that's not too bad. All right, I ate like six of these. I think it's time to go back to the ship. <laughs> you ate six of them? Okay. My, my apologies. For the next 12 hours, you are poisoned. <laughs> all right, I pick a corner that we haven't attacked yet, and I fireball it. Okay, fantastic. I mean, yeah, so the, the team all working together, spellcasters oh, okay. using spells, Tyson using spells, Gragrock running around just individually smashing eggs, kicking them. <laughs> holding his stomach throwing up they're immediately failing the the slime rolls here pops of slime in each hole and it'll just blow up I think that takes a lot more time (laughs) than maybe you think we'll do it your way you're you're saying you want to just gently tap each of the eggs repeatedly until the slime builds up to the point where they fail no they're eggs I'm assuming they automatically fail they don't have rolls no they don't have rolls yeah. But just a little tap of your axe isn't going to... I'm confused as to what you think is going to happen. He's like... he's. I think he's thinking of, you know, when you tap a baby seal on the head and they die? That's what he's thinking, Wait, I think. What? No, no, sorry. I don't understand. <laughs> Speaking from experience here, Tyson? Moving on. <laughs> okay. So there are a certain number of eggs left. Fievel being out of the equation as he is doubled over in pain, which is excruciating, by the way. I just want to emphasize that. I try and fight it. Oh, you're trying. I'm with you. The total number of eggs remaining is... So you're roughly each destroying another 42 eggs, which means that each person in the group is getting, aside from Fievel, of course, is getting roughly 4,200 experience points. Oh, I think I leveled up. You said 4,200, correct. Yeah, 42,000. <laughs> no, no. Level up. <laughs> Okay, so the eggs are destroyed. The sizzling and popping sounds of Tyson McKay and Dabbledob's fire spells kind of uh, immediately bursting the eggs, Gragrock destroying them with small explosions of slime's secretion, destroying eggs in and around the ones that you slam with your axe. Gentlemen, the, the cavern is now utterly silent. And there's no more sounds of eggs bursting or popping, and everyone has gotten some gratuitous XP there, which is awesome. However, there is still a matter of the empty river. So it's up to you guys as to how you like to proceed and what you like to do next. This is our home so, now, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're sure there's no other eggs, there's no other little caverns or alcoves. Or there's only one there. massive chamber here. There is no other alcoves, and yeah, I mean, uh, in doing so, you guys are investigating and looking around. Yeah. There's nowhere else that eggs could be. These Not these even in that, pools in that fountain. In the fountain. Okay, yeah, yeah good question. The yeah, so the, the fountain or the well is a very large structure at the opposite side of the cavern. That's where the very large mama popped out, the slime. 
and that is roughly 40 feet in height against the cavern wall. And you can see small amounts of water kind of slipping over the edges of it, like a bathtub filled to the brim. Hmm. So it's 40 feet tall, nearly 60 feet in width. Like it covers a massive portion of the cavern wall. Blow it. Yeah. Well, I mean, could we we examine it first? (laughs) Well, I'm mid throwing up. I say, blow it. Blow it, just blow it. blow it. Shut <laughs> <laughs> so, Tyson, we're getting, we're getting three, three votes for blow it. And when Tyson's the voice of reason, I fear for the group. Um, all right. Sorry, Tyson, what, what would you like to do? What if we blow it and all the water just drowns us in here? That's a risk I'm, I'm willing to take. I don't <laughs> Yeah, Greg Rock's looking at all of you like, that's a you problem. <laughs> do any of you guys have potions of water breathing or spells of water breathing? You're a wizard, Harry. Harry. <laughs> That's why I sound fine. Oh, you have the one. And I can okay. control it for fuck's sake. We're good, man. Okay, what would you guys like to do? Blow it. You want okay. me to blow it? But you gotta you got, you got tell me how you'd like to. Okay, to well, it. well, erupting earth. So, does erupting earth shatter stone? Give me a spear. A fountain of churned earth and stone erupts in a 20 foot cube centered on that point. So, it's earth and stone. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, you could target the wall itself as opposed to uh, to the ground, and then, yes, it would break through. Okay. Uh, where would you like to target it? Uh, like, are you targeting it at the top of the well, or are you targeting it at the bottom where it meets the, the cave floor? Probably the bottom, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole thing, yeah. If it's liquid or the water that's being retained, then we'll get all of it rather than just the portion, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going I'm to blow out the, the bottom, but I'm going to ask Dabbledoff if he's ready first to make sure. Uh, well, if you got it covered, I'm going to start running. <laughs> I don't know if it needs you to stop the water. I don't know where I'm doing this, actually. Well, then I can't I'll sculpt it, well, then blow it. I'll sculpt it, and I'll make like the tunnel of how we got in. Okay, so you guys are going to make a tunnel and, and walk your way out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Tyson does raise a valid point. He has no idea what he's looking at. So, Gregory? Yes. Aim me, Gregory. Okay, I will aim Tyson at the bottom of the well. Okay. Uh, so you aim Tyson at the bottom of the well, and uh, and like a railgun, Tyson is going to, I guess, this, this is a verbal somatic and like it's a somatic spell, right? So you're pointing your, your hand outstretched towards uh, yeah, the, the well. Yeah, it's instantaneous. Just fantastic. Blows. So Tyson casts erupting earth, and large chunks of stone burst apart as if by some magical explosion. Very quickly, thousands upon thousands of gallons of water rush forth from this reservoir. Oh my god! (laughs) Devil's still on the ground, holding his stomach. (laughs) He sees tidal wave of water approaching him. Is he he regular size or large? No, he's large. Well, he's Growing slowly, He's slowly growing as per their direction. Okay, I'll scoop up Tyson and I'll scoop it's up the eggs. Oh my god! The okay, <laughs> they were bad. You can climb <laughs> on. You, you can climb on if you want. Um, oh, that's fine. Okay, so you've got Fievel under one arm, Tyson under the other. I'd imagine. Sure. Yeah. Fievel just puking all over your feet because <laughs> you know you're putting a lot of pressure on his sensitive tummy, which is kind of full of two legs. I'll clean you up Get later. Out, buddy. Get it out. <laughs> okay, and. My friend Dabbledob, you're casting with your wand of hydrokinesis control water, and you're choosing to do part the reds, parting the sea, yeah, correct? The okay, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The water rushes around Dabbledob's spell control water, and the cavern begins to very, very quickly rise with water. As you can imagine, whatever processes happen to open this tunnel 
and then have all this water flood and rush in. It obviously filled this cavern and then filled the reservoir, kind of holding the water back from the river itself. Now that that water is bursting forth, and you guys are, I guess, walking back towards the the tunnel. Yeah, it's very loud in here. (laughs) (laughs) Apt apt description, Tyson McKay. Um, How long does control water last for? Wasn't it last time like ten minutes? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So our heroes are going to, uh, to to walk out of this cavern unscathed, which is fantastic. You know, get, imagine you guys kind of being torn out of the tunnel okay. by a torrent of water. <laughs> oh, I they, yeah. Just <laughs> like unscathed, I got a poisoned rat under one arm. Yeah, mouse. He's a mouse. Yeah, I stand by my comment. <laughs> stand by my comment. Okay, and you guys uh, march your way merrily down through uh, the subterranean tunnel on that uh, that very steep incline downwards, then reaching the plateau, and then it's a hike upwards and then out of the tunnel. So, so is this water still there because it's rushing out, right? No, water is on each wall of the tunnel, kind of coating the wall and rushing past you guys, but no, there is, there is a fairly wide channel where you're walking. No, 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 but I mean, like, is it filling the river now? So it started to fill the river and go yeah. down that tunnel, but now that you guys are walking down the tunnel and then up it, you're blocking most of the flow. Gotcha. By choosing Hurry. to do this, right? Gotcha. Yeah. We gotta catch the boat. Oh shit, yeah. Alright, so you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you guys uh make your way up the incline and then the, the bright light at the end of the tunnel can be uh, visibly seen. As you guys make your way to the exit, the water begins to very quickly rush behind you guys and fill the river. But you're still using your control water spell. Right. So you, you guys are obviously safe walking towards the vessel. It's just it's obviously obviously gonna start getting picked up. Yeah. By the water. Yeah. <laughs> Up on Dabble Dub. Let's run. Okay. <laughs> so our team is running towards the, the Royale. Yeah. Fantastic. I say, drop the lifeboats. <laughs> we're, oh. we're way okay. too far away. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They can't hear you, first of all. Second of all, I, I don't know you can yell anything at this point without hurling. So you guys begin to run down the river. A huge torrent of water following you guys as you run. You're obviously protected by this magic, but running down the river, there's shouts and screams, and you guys turn the bend to see the Royale in the distance. You can see uh, one of the Start lookouts. Start the engines! <laughs> Start the engines! You can see one of the lookouts waving furiously at you guys, and then you see the ship begin to become a buzz with commotion. Sailors getting ready and preparing, and you see long lifelines being hurled, and they unfurl as they're thrown down to the riverbed, which on either side of you guys has water rushing furiously past it. What would you like to do? As soon as I'm close enough, I'll hop off him, mm. and I'll grab one of the lifelines that were out. Fantastic. This is how close do I have to be to throw a mouse folk with wings onto a boat? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with 20 feet from the ship. Great, I'd do it. Throw okay. 30 feet. Roll me a strength check. Easy. Smoke Not him. 20. He clears the vessel. <laughs> <laughs> the other side. He lands on the cobalt on Okay, that is a 12. Okay, so with a 12, Fievel, you are hurled at the side of the ship, and you can... You Sorry, can, a 13. Okay, Fievel, you are hurled at the side of the ship, and you are just a few feet from the edge of the banister of the vessel, so obviously with your mouse folk claws digging into the wood, I'm just going to need one strength check for you to pull yourself up, but again, you're at disadvantage because you're poisoned. Uh, 13. That is enough. Fievel, you pull yourself onto the boat, falling onto the upper deck. You are sweating profusely and feeling very, very sick. I think I'm pregnant. Okay. <laughs> That's my Moving. bit. <laughs> Morning sickness. You'll get over. Moving forward, uh, Dabble Dub, you said you were going to leap off of 
Ragnarok's shoulders, grab one of the ropes, and pull yourself up. I'm just going to need either two strength or two dex checks from you. Uh, can I just misty step, actually? You definitely can, and that's way easier. Yeah, yeah. so you misty step <laughs> to the edge of the vessel, and you have no issue with it at all. Well, I, I can misty step 30 feet, so is that technically just on the boat? Yeah, you're on the boat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no problem at all. Now we're moving on to Ragnarok and Tyson McKay. Ragnarok, we could, we could leave now. We don't have to go with them. <laughs> you just stay behind. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, where are we going? <laughs> I don't know. I can't now see on anything. The and there's a water no. is rushing. Yeah, towards. so I'm gonna instead of under my arm, I'm gonna put him like kind of on my shoulder. Fireman's carry. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Well, I spell this in, in a way that he can like hold on, so I can climb up the rope. I'm gonna use strength checks from you or Dex, whichever one you prefer. Ideally, strength, I, I think, yeah, and then I'm gonna need two of them from do, you. Do Dex. Yeah, come on. Oh, your threshold's gonna be higher because you're carrying a whole other person in their okay. belongings. Uh, so that's a 28. Barely makes it. <laughs> so muscly. For the first one. Yeah. Yeah, and for the second and one. And for the second one, that's a 17. With godlike strength for the first bit, you are pulling yourself up with perfect timing to avoid being caught by the rushing water, which is now obviously by Dabla being let to pass as the vessel begins to lurch forward. And with a 17, it's more than enough strength for you to pull yourself and Tyson McKay up to the Royale. And our team is back aboard the Royale just as the vessel begins to lift off of the soft, mucky riverbed and begins to, with great vigor and pace, rush down the Enora River. High fives all around. Oh yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I would like to I'd like to hand each of you eight hundred experience points for discovering the, the cause of the river becoming dry and then resolving the issue, getting back to the vessel and having you guys well on your way. I don't want to be greedy, but I saved everyone's ass so I didn't get more. Double dog, you get an additional two hundred experience points. Oh my god. <laughs> Red Rock for your selfless <laughs> for your selfless rescuing of the others. I'm gonna hand you hundred experience points for each of those who you carried. Wow, I blew beautiful. the fountain. Two hundred experience points for you. <laughs> Level up, Level baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's well-deserved. Congratulations, gentlemen. You are back aboard the Royale. It is Mr. Vane, the quartermaster, who is currently behind the helm, and he is furiously turning the helm to starboard and then counter-steering to port to try and avoid, obviously, crashing the vessel, as this is much faster than the Enora typically moves. We'll get there in no time. Yeah, to get into high gear, baby. <laughs> Go! Within about 20 minutes, the river begins to return to its normal levels and return to its normal pace. The Royale slides forward, and our heroes are back on track towards the Cobalt. The rest of the day is quiet, and after the initial rush, everything has kind of become that lazy riverboat ride once again. Uh, There are, of course, a few crew members who are on lookout, obviously looking out for deadheads or rocks in the river or any kind of treacherous conditions, the helmsman. But for the rest of the crew, uh, this is pretty much free time. They take a long nap. Sounds good. So in the afternoon, Dabbledob's napping. Uh, the crew, some of them rest below deck like Dabbledob. Others are drinking kind of steadily through the afternoon. And some gamble on barrels on the upper deck. Is there anything that our heroes would like to do this afternoon? Is there a nurse aboard? Nurse? No. There is a doctor aboard, though. As many long oh. voyages at sea do have a doctor aboard the vessel. Uh, you know, of course, their uh, threshold for what is a doctor is different than what is the threshold for a doctor on the mainland. <laughs> but yes, there is a doctor. All right, might go visit him then. Okay, so you're, you're hobbling your way over there, keeled over, or fighting the urge to, to vomit, and... Uh, and you're looking for the doctor? Are you asking for the doctor? What would you like to do? 
I'll, I'll ask around. Maybe spread this throw up around, you know? <laughs> That's what you want to hear. Okay. You should amputate him. <laughs> uh, so you ask around for the doctor until eventually uh, coming up from below deck, there is uh, one of the older sailors for sure who approaches you. He's got long gray hair and a beard, and his hair is kind of pulled back into a, uh, a ponytail. He crouches to get on your level, Fievel, as you're slowly growing. You're not super tall yet. He looks at you and he says, I heard you were looking for the doctor. Yeah, he's some bad crab. So he looks to you. Uh, he he then says, well, hold still a minute. And he puts his hand and reaches out towards your face, pulling the bottom of your eyelid down. He says, look up. I look up. But you said you ate bad crab. Last we saw you went into that tunnel. Did you eat something down in the tunnel? Maybe. You know what? Yeah, I did. It was delicious. Yeah, you did like a moron. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the guy says, look, my boy, seasickness or or food poisoning, I mean, you're just going to have to wait for this to pass. What? What kind of doctor are you? (laughs) (laughs) He says, my job is not to ensure that, you know, sailors are, are keeping their food down. These are hardened men. They know how to handle the rough seas. And if you ate something poor, I mean, it's on you, my boy. You know what? You're right. I'm just going to go lie down. Thanks, Doc. Can I uh, okay, vomit as I'm leaving? <laughs> Not on him, just, you know. <laughs> on, on the deck for someone else to clean up. Yeah, for sure. I get you. Okay. Uh, Fievel, are you sleeping below deck or, or are you getting some fresh air? Oh, the fresh air. I want, I want the men hard at work to see me being sick. Yeah, because why not, for sure. Okay, is there anything that anyone else would like to do? Tyson McKay or Ragrock? Half the crew's sleeping. It's up to you guys. It's daytime, right? Uh, it is the afternoon, correct. It's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. A bunch of babies. You go into one fight and you need a nap? Holy. Uh, Gregory and I are going to party. Okay, so by party it up. Yeah, that's great. What would you like that's to great. do? <laughs> well, well, what is there to do in a ship? I have no idea. I can't see anything or gambling. Uh, Yeah, the crew members right now are drinking. Those who aren't currently doing tasks or charged with with duties right now, right? Like as a lookout or as the helmsman or those who are cording hemp and rope or or ensuring the security or stability of the ship. Anyone who's on duty shouldn't be drinking. But those who who are resting right now are drinking and gambling. Well, Tyson's not really a gambler or drinker. Plus, I feel gambling is a blind person, which is just dangerous. So, well, that's why you bring your very large, warforged, intimidating buddy with you, oh. who can still see. Very true. Why don't you just gamble and I watch? Ah. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm hearing resounding not gambling from you guys. Also, good joke. You're gonna watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. I know what we're doing. We're fighting now. <laughs> Oh, um, God. Yeah, I okay, mean, uh, some fisted cuffs then. No. <laughs> I knock him off the ship. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I actually have a question for Gregory. I don't know if he can answer it. Yeah, but shoot. So, as a warforged, yes. someone built you, right? More or less. And they gave you the ability to see, right? Yeah. Do you think they could do something with me? Um. I mean, maybe it's like because I was formed by like materials, but also magic. Yeah, there might be a way for you to magically see. Can you hook me up with the person who built you? Oh, we never met the creator. He's a shy guy, kept to himself. All right, turn the ship around. I know where we're going now. (laughs) (laughs) 
new new task. We're gonna find Greg Rock's creator. Yeah, it was 400 years ago, but this should be easy to track down. <laughs> Give me an hour. I don't know, like, because I kind of want to see again. This is very annoying. You know, pray to the gods of sight. He doesn't know the gods of sight. <laughs> also, he should get acquainted. Also, I love how four episodes into being blind, he's like, "All right, this is now annoying. I don't, I don't like this anymore." It's like the novelty is more. <laughs> I've made all the jokes I could possibly make about it, and now it's not funny anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's very hindering. I do know a god, though, don't I, Noah? Well, you do know a god, yes. Am I the only one that knows a god? Thus far, yes, I believe. I mean, Fievel's definitely not a holy man. Oh, I'll tell you all about the mouse folk gods. <laughs> the Please do is tell. Don't, no, don't get him. <laughs> You're asleep. You're resting. <laughs> <laughs> and Dabaldob's more of a man of study and research. You know, Hard facts. Yeah, he's, he's all science, no religion. That's not mm. true. I mean, he he knows of gods, but you're not in the business of communicating with them. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of a hard fact kind of guy. Yeah, he's an entrepreneur. Science tells all. Works for himself. <laughs> Works for himself. <laughs> He'll boss. I was going to say, what do you mean he's an entrepreneur? <laughs> no, he's <laughs> like, his own, his own a game. warlock or a sorcerer. Like, he doesn't have a bloodline or a pact or anything like that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so Tyson McKay, I guess at the moment, yes, you're the only one who knows a god. Because Rogar probably knew a god, but... Uh, I actually don't prayed, think Rogar prayed. ever had any... I think he was just a good guy. Oh, I don't know. What's my? What do you think I should do then? Should I look for a way to see again? Look for a way to see again. That sounds weird. I don't know, man. At this point, I think you start game-breaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd I'll, say you definitely you definitely talk to some people about this. You just got to find the right people and uh, can't say that, that I'm currently it. Yeah, so some good interaction between... Greg Rock and Tyson. We don't see a lot of interaction between these two characters. I like it. So Tyson kind of asking Greg Rock. Yeah, we're, we're he's my favorite more. out of the four. Close. Okay, okay. So we're Even gonna see more of that in the future. <laughs> yeah, we're boys. <laughs> yeah, That's I'm gonna good. steal him from Dabble Dab. I'll be his new wizard. Okay. I'll even, I'll even put yeah, a new hat on. You're blind. You won't see what's coming. <laughs> so the rest Damn of the it. afternoon passes, and Dabbledob, your nap was fantastic. You can Thank roll you. some hit dice if you so choose. Fievel, you're still feeling sick when you wake up later that evening. What? Uh, but, gentlemen, is there anything that you'd be liking to do aboard the vessel? Or, and, and Dabbledob, I guess you're going to be studying spells and kind of trying to, to learn a new one. Cool. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, four days pass on the Enora River. And the crew enjoys these few days of rest, or relative rest, compared to the, the harshness and the, and the tough conditions of the open ocean. However, on the fourth morning, uh, the crew begins to ready themselves and make ready the ship, as light begins to filter through the trees more and more until the leafy canopy yields to the open sky, and the mouth of the Enora River touches the Dreyfell Ocean once again. Uh, oh, we didn't even see any of the, uh, the tribe. You did not. Lucky us, maybe. Would have, would have that sucks. Up. I kind of want to talk to them, to be honest. Maybe turn around. Talk to them, I don't know what language they speak. All right, turn around. <laughs> <laughs> the shoreline's waters are rough, and the Royale's sails unfurl, carrying the vessel away from Alathrion, the giant island. And over the next hours, it fades into the distance, however, becoming no less small in its size. It is truly a gargantuan landmass. The crew makes themselves hard at work, and the Royale and our heroes begin the week-long trek towards the Cobalt from the middle of the Lathrion. Is there anything that you guys would like to do? Can I talk to the doctor? Absolutely. So, Tyson McKay, you 
are familiar with the doctor as you were kind of there overhearing the conversation between Fievel and the man. So, you know, in asking for him, uh, the doctor finds you on the upper deck. Looking at you, he says, is there anything I can do to help you out, lad? Uh, yes, sir. I was wondering if you knew of a way to help someone who, uh, like myself, who cannot see. And I point to my eye sockets. Uh, unfortunately, I am not a magical healer, my boy. I, I deal with cuts, bruises, uh, amputations, sickness, disease, that sort of thing, but... He amputated his eyes. I, but I, <laughs> I, cannot, I cannot restore sight to one who has lost it, fortunately. Ah, Fiello was right about you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked him if he would know of any doctors in Malvista or other places that would be able to help me, maybe. Look, my boy, I'm sure there are magical healers out there, ones who are capable of wondrous things, but those aren't really the circles I run in. I'm more so concerned about my men catching contagious diseases, you know, lack of, uh, lack of proper sustenance at sea, many diseases which befall sailors, which I'm apt to deal with, but, you know, this isn't really my area. So you can't yeah. give me a... You need the clap, clue? come back. <laughs> <laughs> 200 experience. Um, so you can't give me any clue on where what how to help me? Unfortunately, I can't, my son. Wish I had more information for you. Father? Dad? Okay. <laughs> I, I say thank you for your time, and then I go get Fievel, and I say, we got to do something about this guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> do something about... Get a murdered doctor on the vessel. Well, whatever Fiala wants to do, I'm, I'm down. Wait, hold on. So half halfway between these days, I went and hid in a corner inside the bottom of the ship, and then I want Tyson to find me in my change form. <laughs> oh yeah, he's okay. large now. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Fievel is now eight feet tall, roughly two hundred pounds, forearms, wings, and the personality of a goldfish. So. You know, see, I, I liked you better, small man, because that way, Heater, or I just should say Greg can just pick us up and away we fucking go. But yeah. not anymore, man. If you're not doubted. You're getting left behind, man. Dude, you're done, though. <laughs> it's game over. Now he, you tie a rope to my leg and drag me. <laughs> me? Plus, yeah, sure. <laughs> plus, now he can carry people. He can carry us now. Yeah, so yeah. stick to your man. I can carry my train. <laughs> I'll stick to mine. You can't carry your leg. That's a ridiculous statement. Also, you said <laughs> I could I could see your new form, but I cannot still. That's... I'm unable to. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tyson, so, aren't what? you surprised? No, what? And what's Why happening? You sound a bit taller than me. <laughs> Are you on a box or something? What are you doing on the ceiling? <laughs> uh, he does fly, so I could just assume he's flying. Yeah, yeah I don't hear all you the process wings beating. <laughs> the flapping sounds of folds of skin. <laughs> oh, gross. No, so, so you are correct, gentlemen. Uh, Fievel is now large in size. Quite, quite a big mouse. Does that mean his stuff doesn't fit anymore? Does that mean his stuff doesn't fit anymore? Yeah, his clothing has ripped and shredded, like the Hulk <laughs> growing out of his clothing. Put the pants um, on. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Fievel, you can choose to go natural, or you can, you know, there are additional uh, blankets as well as, um, you know, different canvas which is used for sales. You could fashion yourself clothing if you so chose. I want people to see the monster I've become. Okay. Right, so just, a, just an eight, nine foot tall naked rat just walking around. This is what we do it for. Okay. I can, uh, I can cast mending on your clothes if you want. 
Yeah, it's not going to change the fact that they're too small. Please. <laughs> I just keep mending them back on him. <laughs> All right, uh, gentlemen, the sailing across to the Cobalt Isles from Elathrion is nearly a week in length. As the day progresses and into the next day, the immense giant of Elathrion fades into the distance and we are now into the open expanse of the Dreyfell with not a single landmark in sight, just purely vast ocean. Oh no, dragon! (laughs) I begin my uh, daily uh, ascents to the crow's nest with my buddy. Sounds good. So Tyson McKay spends his days up in the crow's nest. Anyone else like to spend their days doing anything in particular, or um, I'm gonna go talk to talk to the El, El Capitano. Ari spends a fair amount of his time at the helm, as he does like to be involved in the actual running of the ship. But uh, typically, he does spend a fair amount of time as well in his captain's quarters, charting and uh, planning courses. I'll go visit him when he's in his quarters. Okay. So on the mm. second day in the afternoon, Gregory, the warforged, knock, uh, knocking or walking in, or how would you like to? I'll let you proceed. Yeah, oh, we're knock. friends. I'll kick the door in. Oh, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll knock. Okay. So you knock, and Ari says, "Come in, come in." I'll go in. Okay. So you enter and you find Ari hunched over the map. He has a compass, which is, uh, the needle is spinning uh, slightly and indicating which direction is north. And he also has various instruments, a saxton, as well as other seafaring instruments in order to plot the course of the, the trip. I walk over and say, nice sack. He looks at you and he says, is there something I can help you with, my friend? Your accommodations here, reasonable? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting by. Don't worry about me. Good, good. Well, is there something pressing? He says as he begins to uh, to chart a line between here and the Cobalt. Oh, uh, no, I was just uh, thinking about the, the return trip and uh, wondering if you have a place to stash this cargo to keep it safe. Mm. The captain's quarters is typically the safest place to keep any kind of treasure. The doors can be barred, and uh, in times of trouble, this is the last holdup or a room of defense, if you will. If someone is to try and take over the vessel, this is where we make our last stand. So any valuables are best kept here. Okay. What if we get searched on the way back into Alvista? Oh, my friend, please. You think so little of me that I'm going to, what, subject myself to searches on the way back into Malvista? Well, I figured you would have a way around. I'm just interested to know what it is. There are many ways around it. If your cargo is truly that contraband, then you can always uh, hop off the vessel up the coast and walk your way into Malvista, where there's little to no security on the mainland. That being said, we also pay bribes frequently to the, the dockmen, so we can pretty much enter the city with whatever goods we want. Mm-hmm. So long as they aren't sealed by the other cities of trade and you know there's a tax expected on it, most of the time we are left alone. Just wanted to double check, you know, make sure. Good on you. Good, good on you. Good thinking. Thanks for the info and carry on. So you're leaving the the quarters closed and the door. No, I'm just standing there awkwardly. <laughs> <He's just watching. laughs> it's fine. I mean, you can, he doesn't mind. You can do whatever you want. No, I'll, I'll leave. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, is there anything else anyone would like to do? I'm gonna take this ride nice and slow. Just and relax. It pretty much covers me. Uh, so the open Dreyfell, expansive, and in front of uh, our heroes and the crew of the Royale. The days toil on, and the cover and the sanctuary of the Enora River are soon missed by both the sailors and the passengers aboard the Royale, as the Dreyfell does become rough and at some lengths of the journey quite treacherous. And after nearly two days of downpour and crashing waves, a voice calls out over the storm, There! 
the cobalt. Scream in excitement. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> it's not one direction showing up at a concert. You can <laughs> I hold oh doubled off off the Look at me, Zane. Look at me. I love you. Zane's the one. Sad that you know that, but hey. He left first. Okay. The islands are no more than shadows on the horizon, and it's tough to see through the downpour and the storm overhead, but the Royale seems to inch her way towards the looming isles. Nearly a few hours later, you can hear Mr. Vane, the quartermaster, yelling over the sounds of thunder and salt water crashing on the deck. Bring her to port! Bring her to port! And the vessel lurches leftward to port as the waves continue to batter the vessel. Keep far off the shoreline, Mr. Vane, Ari yells. I don't like the look of those rocks. Then you guys can see in the distance these sharp, jagged crags, which seem to erupt out of the ocean as waves crash on them and then recede. And the vessel continues to head to port, uh, this time making its way up the, the western coast of the islands. So as per your conversation at the beginning of the journey, you would recognize this closest looming island to be Grand, the largest. Uh, father the, no, Tolad are the Father oh, right, Grand right. the Rock, right? Yeah. As the vessel makes its way past Tol Grand, Amara walks up beside Tyson McKay and she says, We are passing Tol Grand, the rock. Oh, thank you. No one else informed me, so this is actually helpful. Uh, <laughs> I completely forgot about Amara. Yeah. How, how have you been the last few weeks? I've been good. Reading, mostly. Preparing for what lies ahead. What are you reading? I have some manuscripts writings that were given to me. There is some information that we have about the islands and what comes next. Oh, can you fill me in a little bit? Whoa, back off, that's Rogar's girl. Okay. There's a lot of He's there's dead. a lot of downpour. Here it is very, very <laughs> difficult to speak back and forth. You guys are like semi yelling over the sounds, right? It might not uh, be the best time to, to talk. What have you been doing? <laughs> Reading <laughs> We can okay. act it out if you want. <laughs> the Royale traverses the coastline and continues up the western coast of the Cobalt, and the vessel comes upon the second isle, at which point Amara says to Tyson, and now we're passing Tol Adar. Okay. <laughs> hard to starboard, Mr. Vane yells out, and the vessel turns hard following the quartermaster's commands. The royal corners Tol Adar and reaches the northern shore. It is slightly less battering in the winds here, uh, but nonetheless very treacherous sea. That is certain. And over the, the sounds of the crashing sea, Mr. Vane yells, There! Ari hands off the helm to one of the crewmen, and taking a spyglass from his belt, he peers intently at the island. Ari nods to the quartermaster, and he calls out, Good eye, Mr. Vane. The vessel lurches to starboard again, and this time turning in towards Tol Adar. Uh, the next minutes are tense, but finally... The rattling of the anchor can be heard as it is dropped towards the sea floor, and the Royale firmly plants itself in that uh, more sheltered bay, right off the coast uh, line of Tol Adar. Over the loud sounds of the winds and the howling and the, the torrential downpour, Ari yells, To my quarters! And he clasps his hands on both Gragrock and Tyson's shoulders, to kind of both by touch and verbally let you guys know to head to his quarters. Guide oh. me. I'll take Tyson's hand. <laughs> That's okay. cute. Aw, so cute. I'm going to you, you dabble dog. Come on, buddy. <laughs> I'll come skipping up to him like a little child. <laughs> <I> Ari. Can... 
<laughs> okay, I hold them apart again. Oh, here we go. Every damn time. Ari flings the doors of the captain's quarters open, and there is finally cover from the storm. Ari throws off his jacket and uncorks a bottle of rum in what seems like a unified motion. He slumps into his armchair and begins to take long draughts of the drink. You guys are all now inside the captain's quarters, safe from the storm, and the, the doors are closed. Was he kind of like offering for the rum? He hasn't, he hasn't yet. <laughs> oh. Can, <laughs> I, can, can I get some of that? Yeah, can I, can I ask him to get some of that? Good, good. So as Ari places the rum on the desk, he leans over, opening one of the lower drawers of his captain's desk, and he pulls out four glasses in one hand. Here we must wait, my friends. Putting the glasses on the desk, he pours them four of them, and then slides them over to our biological friends. I take, I take, I take his... To our biological yeah, friends. Yeah, no, he definitely just excluded me. Fievel, How dare Tyson, it's... Amara, <laughs> Oh, fuck. Well, I was really hoping he poured you one. It is, it is year 519. How dare you assume my gender? <laughs> <laughs> this has nothing to do with your gender. You just made a metal and How stone. dare you assume my genetic makeup? Every night, no. the crew eats and drinks, and every night, everyone sees you not do those things. Because I'm sneaking cookies overnight, okay? <laughs> if it really is a big deal, you can let him know that no, he wants No, no, it's no, it's not. No, just no, 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 Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. I no, 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 Okay, I'm going to need a dexterity. Gosh, are you actually, grabbing Dabble Dab's glass at the same time and doing it, or are you just holding your hand out and pouring it? <laughs> One for the homies. <laughs> this one's Plus for real guy. Plus two experience points for you as well, Tyson. I like that. Yeah, uh, so, so Tyson, you're, you're passing your drink off to Dabble Dab then. Well, I want to keep the glass because I want to clink. Mm. <laughs> I want to clink. I want to clink. Okay. I don't want to drink. All right, so there are clinks. As you guys have made it just off the shoreline of Toladar, Ari, waving his fingers in the air, says, Our boats will be torn apart by this, so we'll wait until the storm passes. Sounds good. I can take uh, it. I can take it. Yeah, the only one who can't drown. Yes, you can take it. Do we have a plan of attack? Oh, really? Are you asking us or Ari? Oh, I was asking everyone. Yeah, whoever oh. wants to answer. Uh, yeah, storm the beach. <laughs> Just Normandy like Normandy. style, baby. <laughs> so many were slaughtered. <laughs> 200 experience points for both of you, I Yeah, guess. baby. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> All right. Um, this might yeah, come out Ari, on Remembrance Day, actually. <laughs> Ari, remains, <laughs> Ari remains silent. Uh, and you are asking the group, I guess, Tyson. So I'll leave it up to you guys. Free player interaction here. Plan of attack, anyone? Um, well, you've got air support. Okay, you're <laughs> Who is large that? now. It doesn't mean you sound like a bullet. <laughs> hey, no, I grew sizes. I could change my voice. Yeah, he's allowed yeah. to change it. Yeah, so you guys just let me in. Because of this or what? <laughs> uh, are we not going to address the elephant in the room? And by that, I mean Fievel. <laughs> Okay, let's address it now. What the fuck happened to you? It must have been the eggs. God, God. I thought I'd Roll lose weight and shrink. Roll me a smaller. fucking deception check. But, uh, 
Nice 17. Okay, you guys, yeah, he seems convincing. Wait, can, I, can, I roll for that? can I roll for that? God, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm fucking smarter than that. I know you're smart. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Roll insight to try and believe him. I mean, yeah. I believe him. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> you're not sure. It might be the eggs. God damn um, it. I can't believe I'm falling for this shit. What a fucking dumb roll. <laughs> I can't believe I'm not the biggest anymore. I'm gonna have to cut about half a foot off this guy. Chop him at the knees. Nika. <laughs> Which ones? Which ones? <laughs> as many um, as we need to get him below the height. <laughs> Alright, we're sidetracked. I don't care what feels height anymore. <laughs> yeah, same. Honestly, um, just a big goof. Yeah. <laughs> See if you did did growing in size change the way people treat you? Because <laughs> arguably it's the same, if not worse. <laughs> and plus two hundred experience points. <laughs> is what's her name in the room with us? She is Amara. Yeah, yeah, know her name. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> well, does she have the information on where this thief was last seen or noted or whatever? Right. Yes. Okay, so I'll turn to her and say, where was the the thief it was just on the island or is there a specific spot on the island the best information we had was that the thief landed on Tol Adar and began his search there and what happened next we don't know as he never told us are there any people on these islands Ari raises his eyebrows and takes a drink and Amara says people no not that it is known at least no these islands at one point were known to be inhabited but that was before recorded history. There is talk of a temple on Tol Adar, hence why the thief began his journey there. Um, okay, so you, you big goof, as I look at Fievel, why don't you take your beast and fly up and see what you can see, and then come back with a scout report? Well, it's raining right now. Do it, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, when the weather gets better, you shithead. <laughs> So, no, I, I can do that. I'll take the blind guy. <laughs> I'm the best scouter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did his perception become a negative after this? Zero. He can't roll perception checks for sight. Hmm. I mean, he can choose to spend his time that way. It just doesn't yield anything. <laughs> you can still do perception checks for sound and touch and smell, but I mean... Taste. Yes, lick, you can also I lick, taste things. I lick the Did floor. Up then, <laughs> the floor. That'd be cool. I only get negatives, Gregory. No positives, okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> Two negative equals a positive. I'm just saying. I only have one negative right now. It's my eyes are gone. <laughs> two eyes, two negatives. Boom. See if I was Backs. blind and pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the positive comes, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. You guys are awesome at making plans. <laughs> Just wait for the weather and uh, do a little scout. Okay. Yeah, I'll fly up with the chopper and we'll, we'll see what's going on. And Tyson. And, and the blind guy. Okay. Damn it. You can hear I forgot. You know my name. Stop calling me that. <laughs> All right. So, Ari says, we wait. As he pours another drink. Gentlemen, I would like to hand you each a thousand experience points for arriving at the Cobalt. The island's covered in storm at the moment, but also what seems to be a permanent shroud of darkness. As you wait for the storm to pass, the crew is silent and tired, uh, taking well-deserved rest beneath deck. As the sails are, uh, are brought in, 
and uh, there are scouts and lookouts put at their stations to ensure that uh, the, the vessel is safe as everyone rests. Tyson, um, you got first watch? Yep, got it. Okay. I sniff the air I might continuously. speed up, process a little bit. Can I cast Arcane Eye and put it out the door and send her off to see what I see? What is the range of Arcane Eye? Uh, no limit. One hour. Easy peasy. Got one hour to scope things out. So you can do an hour times how fast it can go, right? Basically? 30 feet. Okay. For a move. There you go. Do no, that math, than Noah. No, no, it's, it's an <laughs> Okay. He just doesn't want to do the math. Okay, I'll do the math. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm kidding. Continue. No, 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 no. Now, now you got me no, on the defense. Right. Yeah. All right, do it. So... Jeopardy, but so you can move the eye technically three thousand feet at top speed it's, for an hour. Right, for, yeah, yeah the, the eye can move thirty feet in six seconds. Yeah, six seconds goes into sixty minutes. Uh, thirty three hundred. Uh, one more time, sixty. Divided by <laughs> I like this bit. Yeah, why don't you want this in the background? This would be lovely. So a hundred. So, so you can you have essentially a hundred uninterrupted turns of moving the eye for an hour, and you multiply that by thirty feet, so you get about three thousand feet of movement. And is that is that your response of good enough? Not no, my response of good enough was good enough for this. Yeah. Day, but yeah, no, Tyson wanted me to do the math. So yeah. You can cast the arcane eye and then send it out towards Tol Adar. Uh, the eye is ethereal, so it has no issue uh, going through the, the rocking, combative storm. Uh, and as you approach the island with the eye, it appears that it is shrouded in some type of nearly impermeable darkness. You can make out that the island is forested, and there appears to be uh, an inlet or a beach which the Royale is, is uh, docked or, uh, or anchored just off of. The I cannot see the entirety of the island. It's very difficult uh, with the conditions right now, but as you approach the island closer with the eye, you can make out what appear to be uh, structures made of stone, which jut out of the forest. I would like to head over there. (laughs) Yeah, it's nearly 1,500 feet to the island itself. So moving your eye, are you going above the forest or into the forest? Um, preferably just above right now. Okay. So uh, moving the eye above the forest and up towards the temple itself, you can make out that there, you know, it, it does not appear inhabited, does not appear that it is a modern architecture. It appears that it is crumbling ruins that seem to jut out of the forest. So pillars, but also archways can be seen. And as you approach, the actual composition appears to be made of stone. All right. So I don't see anything that like looks like the temple or anything like that. Yeah, these these stone uh, uh, stones jutting out are bits of ancient temple. All right. Okay. So let's dive a little deeper in and see if I can find like a doorway of sorts or something like that. So heading closer and closer to the temple, your uh, movement speed or time essentially is is running out. Uh, but you can make it down and into the, the, the highest concentration of these structures where you do see what appears to be a very large, immense archway. Again, it's very dark. It's, first of all, nighttime. You do have dark vision with the eye, but there's also the rain and the storm, uh, which are a barrier to the eye, so to speak. 
but you do see a very large archway columns, which make up what appears to be some sort of entrance to the temple, which kind of seems to head deeper into the forest, but also seems to be somewhat subterranean. How much more movement speed do I have? You definitely have enough to get inside. That's no issue. Because you didn't travel along the ground up to, you traveled up in the air over to uh, Mm -hmm. the temple. So you can make it inside the temple with the eye. Moving underneath the archway, you follow what appears to be fairly wide, a fairly wide corridor until you reach a, an open chamber. There is still the storm kind of uh, railing overhead as the ceiling is open in this chamber. There is a singular tree inside which has grown up and beyond and past the height of the room. Uh, so it grows up and out of the room into the open air, but the tree appears to be dead. There appear to be carvings along the walls, but your time is now very nearly out. Do a full uh, spin move. Look at the carvings. Yeah, well, while I've got a little bit of time left, is there, like, carvings that I would recognize? Yeah, so with the few precious seconds that you have remaining, you move over to the wall and begin to assess the carvings. The first thing that strikes you very clearly is that it is elvish. You begin to read the first words as the eye loses is time or it's duration. All right. Okay. The words that you're able to read at the very beginning before the eye loses, or you just lose the time on it, is before all things, there was the father. And that's written in Elvish. Like God. I would like to hand you 500 experience points for this ethereal eye reconnaissance mission that you've done. And then as I was going in, do I remember seeing like a pretty direct path that leads up to the door? As you were heading inside the the ruins themselves, you did notice that behind the eye there were because it sees in all directions. Yeah, it's three sixty. Yeah. yeah. So you did see heading down and towards the beach a staircase made of stone. All right. It appears to be of the same construction as the ruins surrounding. Do they have like a piece of paper that I can maybe draw like a mini map on? They do. Yeah, for sure. There is parchment in the room, quills and ink as well. So. Okay. Yeah. Please explain it way? while you're drawing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll ask him for that and start drawing it out. So the only thing that I saw was before all things were the father came. Just picturing him coming out of a doctor's ask <laughs> thing. Okay, guys, here's what I see. Yeah. Um, well, his eyes are open while he's doing it. It's just his eyes are clouded over like milky white. I think his eyes just... It's all the smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could just, like, projector out of my eyes, Plus, you know, to see what I see. Because that would be lit. Put a candle behind it. Yeah, exactly. Project the light through the your eyes. And just yeah. put it, like, have a little green screen. <laughs> so you begin to draw the course towards the temple ruins, uh, and everyone watches intently as you do so. Amara is standing behind you as you're drawing it out. Uh, arms folded and she's peering intently at the piece of paper. One more thing that I want to remember. How high up was I when I was like on the beach? When you were on the beach? Yeah, well like when I... You were above the beach. Yeah, but like... So you were nearly 300... uh, You were nearly... At first when you traversed across, Mm -hmm. you were along the ocean. So you were right on the beach, but then you just rose straight up. Right, yeah, okay. And then like, was there any like, again, like a path within that that kind of led to that. You couldn't temple. see a path. It's no. way, way too difficult, Stormy. So I'll draw the best I can, and I'll ask Fievel when he goes out for his scout, see if he can find, like, a path by the beach that could possibly lead up to the temple as, like, I'm drawing the staircase up in the doorway. How big was that doorway? Massive. Massive? Yeah, 30 feet across. Cool. 
Uh, you got your experience points for doing so. 500. 500. Fantastic. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Dabbledob the wizard has explored using the arcane eye to see what the, the path will yield for you guys when you make it to Tol Adar. Do you have any other questions, comments, or concerns before we leave things for today? I mean, I could ask Dabbledob if he's decided on Bank Teller or that waitress yet. I've never decided, man, okay? (laughs) We can never go back there, guys. I know. God. Can't make up my mind about a woman. (laughs) Being porn stuff, yes. Black hair. I like black hair. Okay. That was the bank teller. Who's more sensitive, do you think? I don't know. I only talked to them for like... Maybe five minutes each. <laughs> I fell in love. <laughs> yeah. And Gregory, how does it make you feel knowing that he might fall in love with someone else? Grateful. <laughs> All right, not take the response the, I thought. Take, take some of the the neediness off me, dude. I'm way more clingy than he'll ever be. <laughs> That's true. I have a clingy personality. What can I say? We still love. Just because he protects me, you know. Yeah, because I'm because I'm large. Large and in charge, baby. Large and in charge. But not the largest. (laughs) All right. Not anymore. Take a chunk out of this rat fuck. (laughs) And on that note, I think it's a good time for us to to leave it for today. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to the Dicey D20. Whether it was morning, evening, noon, or night, the whole crew here just wants to say thanks so much. And we will see you next time on Dicey D20. This is your DM signing out. Peace out. This is your blind guy signing out. Ha, 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 ha.